Are we out? We are. How do we get some ratings, dude? Um, ask people to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay. We or can just that. provide really great content or loud noises. Loud noises. You know what we can do? I got a better idea. We do what the local news does. We should do a weather report. Oh, okay. That Let's works. do a weather report. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Now, presenting No Bullshit News Hours Chief Meteorologist <laughs> James Harvey. <laughs> It's James Harvey with your NBN News weather report. The snow is melting and the abandoned furniture and old tires are in full bloom. You know what they say, April showers bring May floods on the east side. <laughs> Hell, I still haven't gotten my check, FEMA check from last year. And speaking about things that take too long, with all the Rain in the forecast, you can expect the grass and the land bank lots to grow taller than Dan Gilbert's skyscrapers. <laughs> Which has a plus side. Now you won't be able to see the abandoned furniture and old tires. <laughs> expect a massive warm front to move through Detroit next week. Forecast for the summer, hot. What a high probability of murder. Bang, bang! <laughs> you might want to take advantage of the rain and gas up your car now. Only in the daytime. And don't forget to stock up on that beer and those lottery tickets. And stay indoors. And remember, when we get these massive warm fronts, it comes with light wind from the west. And with the light winds comes massive power outages all over Michigan. Shit! <laughs> so after you get through gas in that car up, in the daytime, you might want to stop by the dollar and 25 cent store and stock up you some candles. But remember, with inflation, you're only gonna get 11 candles in a box made for 12. This is James Harvey with NBN News, reminding you, Detroit, gas up in the daytime. No bullshit! This just did breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's Luke Nowacki music. For a life.
Maybe you're a big-time city official who can travel with your entourage on the city's dime. Maybe you're a contributor who, in turn, gets hooked up with government contracts. But if you're not among the elite who can make your pal's pockets fat off the taxpayer's back, if you actually work for a living, call financial specialist Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts to college savings. Make that call now. Your politicians, not to mention your children are depending on you. Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. And don't forget, interest rates aren't going down. They're going up. You're going to make the move on the property. You need to refi. You need to get some cash out. Who do you call? You call David Hall. Hall first. 866-CALL-HALL. Or chat with him online at callhallfirst.com. Get your financing in place. Get yourself a free appraisal. Get it all done with great customer service. Get it done in a matter of weeks, times of the essence. That's why they have 5,000 five-star reviews. That's uh, 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com. And of course, as always, when you're going to sell that house or you're going to buy some properties and you need to get it done right, you go to ADR, the consultants you call when you need to get something done right on time and on budget. They are experts at construction, deconstruction, demolition, rehab, project management, owner rep services, technology deployments. Get it done the way it should be done without excuses. Get through the red tape. Get the guy who knows how to do it. That's Barry Ellentuck at 248-318-9424. Honest, ethical, smart. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. Bada bing, bada boom, bada fuko. <laughs> Thank God that uh, megaphone's gone. Oh, oh it's coming. It's coming. All right. <clears throat> we got a big show. Listen, I promised you, this is how we work. In pieces, in episodes, in chapters. That's why you like me and I like you. We don't forget. We have a very beautiful story from the Spring Tree Rehabilitation Center where all the people go that were catastrophically injured in auto accidents, people who were hit and run and left to die, people with spinal injuries and brain injuries, the ones that that insurance fund was supposed to take care of. Now you actually get to meet the people and not the politicians. Stay with us. And if you're listening, do me a favor. Go to Facebook, go to YouTube. They're trying to hide us because we tell the truth. Go there to watch these. Produced by Byron Goggin, our chief of image. Does a great job. Actually, beautiful, is it not? Very moving, yeah. And that's sponsored by American Coney Island, who gave the whole facility lunch. Everybody. Yeah, don't want those people to be forgotten. Never. We told you we won't. Mm -hmm. You're going to fix it, and we're going to bring you the inside. Okay, now... Also, to be joining us, this is what we do. We bring people together. We all get along. We're beautiful. From the cornfields and cow farms is Tori Sachs, the executive director of the Michigan Freedom Fund. And from the hood, Miko Williams, famous activist and co-founder of the Metro Detroit (laughs) Political Action Network. Beautiful people, more in common than apart, because what we all want is a future for the kids, right? So let's get to the news. Let me set it up. Give me some breaking news. You'll get this only here. 
Someone please tell James E. Craig to stuff a cork in it. Because every time Detroit's former top cop opens his mouth, he shoots himself in the foot. The latest. Craig, in his sinking bid for the Republican nomination for governor of Michigan, has taken to comparing himself to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. He did it on the Tucker Carlson show the other evening, and he did it in his latest fundraising letter. Let me read from it. Quote, what many people thought might be a short conflict has turned into an extended war with everyday citizens taking up arms and President Zelensky leading from the front, writes Craig or somebody for him. Quote, it reminds me of the summer of 2020 when I was on the ground ensuring the fires and riots we saw in so many other cities didn't infect Detroit, unquote. Well, not exactly. You see, while Zelensky stands tall against Russian strongman Vladimir Putin and the full force of the Russian army, Craig was busy taking a knee during the summer of Floyd, surrounded by press protesters chanting, Justice! Justice! And DPD! We've got the video. Justice! Craig describes himself leading from the front while wearing tactical gear during the protests of 2020. But as you saw in the video, and I remind you, you can go to YouTube or Facebook to see it, he enters from the side, looking small and frail, dressed in a green golf shirt, as he takes a knee with fellow officers in front of the dollar store on Gratiot, where you can now get 11 candles for the price of a dozen. Now, imagine Zelensky taking a knee with Russian separatists. No. This is the same chief of police, you'll remember, who famously said he drove away when he thought he was about to be carjacked. This is the same man who was run off Belle Isle by protesters when he attempted to announce his campaign for governor. That's hardly a profile in courage. Now, somebody tell the guy, please. We at the No Bullshit News Hour believe that Craig should stop with the comparison. The only thing he and Zelensky seem to have in common is that they both stand five foot seven when wearing high heels. Okay? Yeah. Now, now, oh, Gretch, oh, Gretch is gaslighting again. Oh, boy. The laundered, barely legal campaign money wasn't even dry before Governor Gretchen Whitmer slapped us in the face with it like it were a wet sock. Last week, some campaign literature was left on my porch featuring the squad, Big Gretch, Lil Gill, Nursing Home Nestle, and Ballot Box Benson. Strong leaders putting Michigan families first at red. Do we have that? Yeah, it was just up there. It is again. Bam. Put it up. I didn't get to see it. Ooh. Look at that. Now, according to the very small print, print that was so small, I had to get my daughter to read it to me. It was paid for by the Michigan Democratic State Central Committee. Follow here. You may remember... The Democratic State Party accepted $3.5 million from Whitmer in just January after it was decided 
that Whitmer couldn't keep the money because it exceeded lawful limits from individual donors that we all support and voted for. Now, Whitmer raised that money by way of a loophole in state law that allows unlimited contributions from individuals from all the way in California for politicians to fight recall campaigns. Since there never really was an actual recall campaign to fight, Whitmer couldn't keep it. So she donated the money to the Democratic State Party. And wouldn't you know it, not seven weeks later, the Democratic State Party is placing campaign literature on my porch promoting Whitmer and the crew. Their glam shots printed on semi-gloss paper stock, very expensive paper stock, that does not appear to me to be constructed from recycled materials. Wow, what a show. Hello, game. global warming. Jesus. Come on. Why am I putting that shit in the trash can? Cycle can. Why am I doing it? But we already know finance laws mean little to Madam Governor. Remember? She took a private businessman's plane to Florida in the middle of the pandemic and didn't pay for it. And then when we caught Whitmer, she attempted to fob the cost off on her shadow nonprofit. And when we caught her again and it was declared illegal, she charged the $27,000 to her campaign even though the trip down to Florida was to visit daddy and it had nothing to do with a campaign, remember? Yeah. I mean, come on now. I want a campaign fund. And finally, from the oh no, she didn't file, last week, Attorney General Dana Nessel announced that she will not, she will not investigate Michigan's nursing homes for the lowball COVID death count or for failing to meet state and federal mandated infection protocols. This week, wait for it, <laughs> Madam Nessel was the featured coffee hour keynote speaker at the Healthcare Association of Michigan's annual meeting. What is it? Healthcare Association of Michigan? That's the lobbying group for the fucking nursing homes. I, I kid you not. Got video. Let's roll that tape. And I'm just tired of hearing it regurgitated over and over and over again that terrible things happen at your facilities. It's not true. And I would suggest that people are much safer, quite honestly, in your facilities than really, well, certainly, than when you go into uh, the Capitol building. I'll tell you that right now. What the fuck? What a stupid comment. What the fuck? Check. Why does everything have to be compared to everything else, too? Check. Play the first part of that again there, right, right, right there. And I'm just tired of hearing it regurgitated over and over and over again that terrible things happen at your facilities. It's not true. Um, like death? Well, I have here in my hand, madam, just one, one report from the feds on one of the hubs that the administration decided we should co-mingle infected people right here. And you know what it says? You failed. You mixed COVID people in the non-COVID ward. You mixed non-COVID people in the COVID ward. You didn't know where people were. The porters from the kitchen were walking all over the place. People coming out of COVID ward and picking off the dinner trays. That's just nonsense. She's tired of it, though. If so. you're not investigating, you can't say that. Yeah, of course. I'm tired of hearing She's that. She's just tired of hearing it, though. Now, straight from the cornfields, Tory Sachs. On the right, what do you make of that? I mean, it was coffee hour. So, I mean, to think that the nursing homes were safer 
during COVID than the Capitol. I'm just wondering if she maybe had some Baileys in her coffee. We know Ooh. that she likes to get a start early. Um, I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. She, Dana Nessel, the attorney general, refused to investigate the nursing homes, refused to investigate the Governor Whitmer's policy to place people with COVID into nursing homes. But look, they're all getting paid. They're all getting their campaigns funded now through the Michigan Democratic Party with the money that Benson, Secretary of State, let Whitmer put through there. They're oh, all in this yeah, Not only did she let why her... Would she, not, only why did would she, not only did Benson... Allow Whitmer to donate the $3.5 million to the Democratic Party. Benson gets her pictures on the literature. This is sweet. That's right, but so does Dana Nessel. So if she would have investigated Whitmer, if she would have found something like they did in New York, then that $3.5 million wouldn't have gone to the MDP, and that's a lot of money if you're running for Attorney General or Secretary of State. Now let me go here to the left to my friend uh, Miko Williams, who's idling in a car, and I'm worried about him. He's... he's <laughs> I, I'm parked, Charlie, and I'm safe. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Okay. What do you make of it, my friend on the left? I saw your eyes go wide when when we were talking. You heard Nestle say, "I'm sick of hearing that." The, the I'm literally sick and tired of her, and I'm ready to uh, lead to get her out of here. She's the same woman that let Rick Snyder uh, off the charges in Flint and totally uh, flipped that whole Flint is still broken. But Dana Nestle, for her to say that is absolutely irrehensible how many people have died in the nursing homes and i'm a disability advocate i represent those people that are uh in the nursing home who don't have rights to protect themselves against the facility so for dana nessa to say that it just literally took me aback that this woman should not be elected as our attorney general again now i know you know you, you guys got professional things but we're all human beings left right center the, the, the truth of this is, look, we're still in the middle of this endemic, pandemic. Well, there's people dying of COVID. I would like an honest appraisal of what these facilities did. I'm not saying they're criminal, but in New York, their attorney general, their comptroller took a look and they were hard because we need to get things accomplished so this never happens again. Well, that ain't gonna happen because mm. obviously they're gonna sweep it under the rug until we find out the real uh deaths and those families of the deceased bring uh class action lawsuits against the state of Michigan uh for uh, wrongful neglect and all sorts of other issues. So the state of Michigan is literally putting themselves uh and they're just like New York. Governor Whitmer is another Cuomo. She hid the evidence. Oh. She didn't want to look embarrassed. She was a national star during the pandemic because she was the first one that so-called closed the state. But yet Governor Whitmer went along and, and caused us a lot of lost business. She caused us a lot of lost opportunity. And because of her uh, um, shelling uh, in front of Joe Biden, the president, you know, that really made Michigan look really bad during the pandemic. We were not celebrated. Tori, isn't don't you think that Miko's a little bit wrong because Whitmer was doing everything she could to keep us safe? Okay, we'll agree. <laughs> I mean, by going to Florida, by getting her boat in the water, by drinking with friends. Look, that the the people who who we should have been protecting 
were the people in nursing homes. We knew that that's where the first outbreak was in the whole country, right? Was in Washington state with nursing homes. We knew early on, we still know today that seniors, people with underlying conditions, so people who live in nursing homes, or let's be clear here, long-term care facilities, if we wanna get technical like the state does, those are the people who needed to be, to be protected, and they weren't. They put COVID-positive patients back into those nursing homes. We had the field hospitals. They sat empty. We spent a bunch of money on that. They were never used. And Miko was right when he was talking about the numbers. We still don't know. I just pulled it up. The Auditor General report, which came out, and, and Charlie, you were the only one pushing this, looking for the real numbers, showed that 8,061 people died in nursing homes. That was through July of 2021, so almost a year ago now. Today, or I guess the last time they updated the numbers, the health department, the DHHS, said that we had 6,500 people uh, who have died at long-term care facilities. So there's still 1,500 short of what the Auditor General found from July of last year. They're still not telling us the right amount. Um, and it's crazy how far we're over two years into this now. This is very important. I want you, everybody to listen. All you people on, you know, you want your answer on social media you got to look at the whole sweep of what's being written and reported here. Just come with us. When I say it's at least as bad as New York, here's what New York did that we did not do. You know, the, the nice nursing homes where you think of like, uh, you know, grandma's there and they play bingo and they have supper together. and Independent they, living. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. New York hid those numbers, but New York's numbers, you know, they're 40% higher, yeah. are included. We're, if, look, if it doesn't take a government check, Medicaid or Medicare, right? Then the, the state of Michigan wasn't counting it. New York was. So all the other old folks' homes, we didn't, they're called assisted living in the executive order. It said to count them, and we never did. I'll tell you right now, I'll bet you my house, more than half, well over half of all the deaths came from senior living facilities. And you got the temerity to talk to the lobbying group and the CEOs and tell me you're sick of hearing it? It's a slap in the face. Well, then I know this. You better hire somebody, madam, to listen to this program because we ain't stopping. Let me just say this, Charlie. Also, you have to look at not only the senior living facilities, you also have to look at the assisted living homes, the group homes, which house the, the disabled and also uh, uh, facilities where there's long term care and hospice dialysis uh, care Bada as bing. well as uh, those that are. Uh, currently, you know, in the hospital, and those people died. Watch this, uh, Miko. Watch did. this. And, and There's something called adult foster care, right? Correct. Okay, so we got two types: one with 13 people or more, and those with 12 people and less. Yes. For some reason, this health department said you with 12 people or less, which are by far the most facilities in the state. We don't even want to know. This is fucked up. This is a problem. Now I want to. I want to switch. I want to. I'm going to take what Nico said, Tori, and I'm going to. I'm going to give it to you. Here's what came down. Only breaking news. Breaking news. Yesterday, the Michigan Court of Appeals, in a one 
sentence filing, <laughs> one sentence says the application for leave to appeal is denied for lack of merit in the grounds presented. What am I talking about? Remember, folks, when I told you, when Nessel promised that Shooty's people were doing a horrible job and she was going to come in and do a terrific job and she got rid of all the charges in Flint and it was all going up to a racketeering case. She got rid of it. I'm going to start over because I'm better. Mm -hmm. She starts taking millions of documents but never had a third party. Independent, right? You hire them and when they go through the documents... They make sure that none of this material is subject to attorney-client privilege. Like Rick Snyder is emailing his lawyer. That's not admissible. Nestle and her crew of dum-dums yeah. never did it. It's a major fuck-up. Right? Mm -hmm. The lower court said, guess what you got to do? You're going to have to <laughs> put in this thing yeah. called the tank team, right? Yeah. And go all the way back through millions of documents. This... By the own admission of the AG's prosecutors, could take two years and forty million dollars. Tori. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, Charlie, she said that she was gonna recuse herself from the criminal case, but about April and May and June of last year, people in the attorney general's office emailed her, warning her, hey, you really need to use a taint team or this stuff can get thrown out. She ignored those warnings. She's had a really bad week this week with Flint. That happened, what you just talked about with the Taint Team ruling in the Court of Appeals. And also the Michigan Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments against a one-man grand jury. That's the process that Nestle used. One, jur one judge in Flint was a one-man grand jury with her, her team for 12 months. This is a guy who's given to Democrats before, so a political judge, if you will, you know, given money. Um, we know the Democrats love money in the state. You just talked about it. Um, but look, so, so both of those things have happened this week. This case is going nowhere. And, and she said that she used that one-man grand jury, by the way, to save money and to save time. Well, this taint team, she said, I just looked it up. She said, it's, we can't do a taint team because it'll take at least three years and we'll have to hire a hundred attorneys. Well, you know, if the state's paying a hundred attorneys, they're going to take way more than three years because they're getting paid by the hour. This case is going nowhere. She's just trying to prolong it, in my opinion, to get through her reelection, which is in November. And the person that she put in charge of this, the person who's arguing before the courts uh, in this case is her former business partner. So the person who's getting paid to, to represent the court, the longer this goes on, the more he gets paid is Dana Nussel's former business partner, who is also a campaign con contributor to her. Miko, amongst other things, you were also the chief director of Hydrate Detroit when we were shutting off water at this time that this deal with Flint got made. Justice delayed is justice denied in the human level what's the vibe on the street here it's justice disregarded charlie oh nice it, said it, he wow. literally have have taken everything wow. and it has totally uh, uh uh flipped it on his head now flint is gonna lose out and it's all her fault i blame her and because uh people in flint are very upset uh, that they are still having trouble assessing the settlement. They're still having trouble with uh, dirty water running through their pipes. And then also the threat of their water being shut off in April by the mayor. 
Dana Nessel hasn't done anything uh, as since she got to this case. I, from what I've been watching, I was watching, you know, lawyers get paid, people get delayed, and judges making rulings that is not in the favor of the women and the children of Flint that has to suffer lifelong consequences due to a former governor's uh, uh, criminal enterprise. Now, let me also say this for Flint in regards to water, that the water, even though the lead lines are still being, you know, replaced or however, and the governor's making false promises and things, the situation in Flint is so dire that it's going to require more money, more testing, more health initiatives and everything. So Dana Nessel didn't give a damn about the people of Flint either. Wait a minute. I got to... I got to have a shot of this whiskey here because I'll have, a, I'll have I, a puff of my, uh, cocktail you, you of, can, uh, <laughs> a weed if, uh, of you your glaucoma can, medicine, by all me. means, because I'm a little confused as to wait a minute. You're supposed to be on the left. The black guy, she's supposed to be on the right to a uh, white chick. And, um, we as humans, right? The, the Michigan family are kind of seeing the same thing. We don't got to go down the toilet yelling at each other. Do you want something better for your children, Tori? Absolutely, Charlie. Okay, that's all. I mean, Miko, you don't have any children that you know of. We want our children to like be able to go to school too, you know? Like okay, time out, time. Just one word. Okay, politicians. <laughs> Miko, do you have any kids that you know of? <laughs> I, I help I help families with small children, and some of them have become even integrated. One in answer, family. please. No, yes or no. Yeah, I don't have no kids. I don't have no kids that you know but of. I do take care of my nieces and nephews really good. There you go. So we all want. I better. want them to have a future. I want them to have a future where they're not profiled, where they have equal opportunity, and where their character, morality, and their spirit uh, speaks loudly than whatever uh, money. Or however that could be enticed. Tori, do you agree with Martin Luther Miko? Do you agree with Martin Luther Miko? About character <laughs> to content? Miko X. <laughs> Absolutely, Charlie. And, and most people do. Miko. You know, and that's that's what I think people don't understand. All of us just want a better future for our kids. We want to make sure that the country is still here, frankly, for our kids now. And we want to make sure that their lives are better. We don't really care um, about all these politicians who seem to only care about themselves. We're really people who do this kind of work. People who are fighting every day are really, I have four little girls. I have a six-year-old, two five-year-olds, and a one-year-old. That's why I'm in my office and wow. not at home today because they'd be screaming and yelling because <laughs> uh, they're home from school already. And you're and mommy's away working. What kind of future is this? What are we teaching these kids? Mom's well, work, Charlie. Well, as long as they're allowed to yeah, go to I work. I know what you did. I mean, you're like, wait, it's no shutdown. bullshit news hour, kids. You're going to understand. It's a big, big appearance. More kids need to watch this show and understand the real uh, issues and the um, thing behind it. You know, they can learn things. Yeah, especially from the weather report because James Harvey, our weatherman, that was awesome. The guy's I like him. Shout out to him. Shout Detroit out Red. Detroit Red. What up, Doe? Okay, now speaking of which, let's get to slipping Jimmy Craig, the presumptive front runner for the Republican nomination mm. to challenge Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Um, who do I do? Wait, wait a minute. Let me just let me just spin Tory. What's up with this guy? I mean, this it, it's he's sinking like a rock. And you know why he's sinking like a rock? Because he thinks he's Jesus. And he keeps shooting himself in the feet, not knowing he's got two holes in him. And that campaign's going down. How do you 
go across the country comparing yourself to Zelensky. Keep talking about 2020 when we're not talking about 2020. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I think it's good that people want to be Zelensky. We need more Zelenskys. I'm not, I'm not sure comparing yourself to that um, is maybe the right step. But That's look, good. Dana That's Nessel, good. my favorite topic here today. Uh, no, 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 we have two Republicans only so far who've made the ballot. You know, the filing deadline's coming up April 19th, and you have to turn in 15,000 valid signatures to get on the ballot. James Craig and other Republicans should really be focusing on getting on the ballot right now um, and to talk about their vision, their message, what they're going to do for jobs, education, our future as a state. Um, those are the things that they should be talking about, and hopefully they uh, they get to that. Because, again, 60% of people are ready to move on from Governor Whitmer. Okay, Miko Williams. Out there uh, in, in the long, I'm hot summer out there. James Craig, Messiah or pussy? More pussy. Uh, 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 lower than uh, dog. Uh, I'm sorry, cat pussy. <laughs> I don't know what to But um, first of all, you are not a Zelensky. You got your, <laughs> you literally got your ass kicked by Detroit Will Breathe at your uh, campaign um, launch. Absolutely. Then not only that, you was chased out of the city of Detroit by black activists. You were literally shamed. Time out, time out. In the meeting time out. I counted and more white people than black people. I literally shut, almost shut them down with facts. That's true, though. And also with this, uh, he's the, he, they, I guess the Michigan Republicans in the beginning, they were trying to make him the sheriff, the sheriff David Clark of Michigan. But now he's turning into another Herschel rocker where they don't want him up there. A police officer ain't a politician. A police officer don't know how to run a budget. A police officer don't know how to appropriate. A police officer wouldn't even know what to do if the state went into a crisis. Wait a minute. Zelensky was a comedian. So you don't really have to do that. My point is this. I know and we're going to, you know, like who's ever the front. Everybody gets the treatment. You, sir, you're tough. When, when you... 2020, nothing burned because nobody wanted anything to burn. A lot of I shit. prevented it from burning. We, we don't burn things in the city of Detroit, number one. We own that city. We own it with our taxpayers. Okay, there's that. Two, no, you weren't out there. Three, move on. The roads, Flint, water, the budget, the nursing homes, uh, uh, the insurance, on and on and on. Schools. I want I want to hear something yeah. that ain't 2020. Yeah, what are you going to do? Okay, like you know what? Fox News is not Fox Two News, and you're getting away with the, the local media. Like was happy to have you on the cooking show. I need substance, and unfortunately, I'm getting cuckoo Perry Johnson over here. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. Rinky who sold his dad's car lot over <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Tudor, I'm, uh, Tudor Dixon's there, but like I, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, uh, there's a uh, uh, Captain Mike Brown. Okay, who am I missing? Some Aaron more Saldano, uh, Saldano. Is on the ballot. He got a nice crew, but sir, COVID was real. I need somebody. Uh, watch this. Okay, ready. 
Dude on the right, I mean, and chick on the left. Wait, I got that screwed up. They fucked me up. Chick on the right, I'm not dude on the right. Charles. Okay, I'm on the right. <laughs> justice. Listen, right here in the middle, all this money. Look, Miko, you're gonna you're gonna vote Democrat. That's what you're gonna or communist. That's what you're gonna I do. I may not vote at all. He's not gonna vote at all, and that's what they want. Okay, and then I, I'm like this. I'm I'm in the middle, and and this hundred million dollars they're gonna spend is to convince. The 20% of us in the middle who actually vote to go 11% or 10%, and that's how, t 11 to 9, that's the whole game. I better start, he I better start hearing some shit. Let hey, me interject this, Charlie. The reason why I wait said- a minute, I Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, it's my show. You can ask me if you want to interject it. Well, the biggest county is Detroit. <laughs> So I'm not, I mean, she don't care about Detroit. Is that a question? You don't care about my vote. Why should I vote for you? Nothing you can say make me vote for you uh, after all of the things that you have done and literally have not done to stop uh, some of the things that are happening in Michigan. So, I mean, Gretchen Whitmer gets her ass kicked. So be it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing I can do. There's nothing the Democrats can do. The only Project 83, which is the 83 counties of the state of Michigan, will make the decision because Detroit's largest city, that was Michigan's largest city, that had the uh, uh, the vote and had the people, were subset. I mean, were literally cut. We were literally told we don't matter and had our rights stripped and taken away from us. We are still under financial management. PA 436. Okay, oh, okay, okay. And she's supposed to be a Democrat. See, so, I like it. No. Now, he, now he's hearing me. Now he's hearing me. Because now he's going into this 46 thing I don't even know about. But absolutely. Now, here, here. By the way, I, I dig what you're doing with the hair. That thing is that's tight. That is that's Thank tight. you. Yeah, it's it's natural. all natural. You, no both, you both look natural. Tori's looks natural too. Real people. Look at this. We, we shall get a drink, man. I love All this. right, where are we going? Uh, Flint. Let's not say because somebody in state government might put the state police <laughs> on us. And it's a good thing, right, right, Chief Craig, that the state police are weak need, willy nilly, tools of the governor. Oh, dude, what is wrong with you? Okay, speaking of the governor. What about this campaign money, Nico? Do you find that to be ridiculous that she's not allowed to keep it? She donates it to the charity of her choice, which is the one that's going to print campaign what? literature for her? Do you feel insulted? Because I do. I don't even know what to say to that because Gretchen Whitmer keeps money of her own. So she say, but uh, no, she's supposed to be getting contributions to such as supposed to be through a PAC and that's supposed to be uh, uh, disclosed to the public. Tori? Last thing I know, she was getting dark money as well uh, from Blue Cross Blue Shield, and she was trying to hide that money till the newspapers found out, and she had to disclose all her documents financially. Tori? So is she's hiding money, or is she's trying not to disclose her expenditures? Doesn't that's sound really like Tori. No I would like a politician that's thoroughly honest about where they're getting their money from. I said Tori! <laughs> I wasn't going to interrupt him. He was doing great. He was great. No, he was great. But, you know. Yeah, he was great. So look, she got I told you this this guy's Malcolm Miko, man. This this guy, this guy can soapbox it. This guy, you know what we should do? What? We should rent Comerica and have a <laughs> Miko X Speaks rally. Can we just sneak in instead? It's <laughs> a lot of money to rent that place. <laughs> Go ahead, Tori. I ain't got no money like that, Charlie. I'm gonna get the money. <laughs> said, we'll take care of it. We know Tori and the Republicans, they got all kinds of money. Go ahead, Tori. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should ask Gretchen Whitmer for, to help finance it. 
Look, um, after we have drinks with her at the Land Shark, that's where we're going to go. It's her favorite bar in East Lansing. Greatest. Look, she got she she raised almost four million dollars in in money above the legal contributions, right? So if you if Miko was running for governor, he could only take seventy one fifty. That's seven thousand one hundred fifty dollars per person for his campaign, which is a lot of money. She had people writing her checks for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and more. The only money, if it happens, like sometimes I'm accident, rich people donate more over the limit. It must be nice, right, to have that problem. But it mm-hmm. does happen. And usually the Secretary of State always just makes people give that money back. Just refund it to the person who gave it to you. In this case, Gretchen Whitmer, after we, after I filed a complaint um, about all this illegal money, the only person that she gave the money back to who gave her, there is um, one donor who gave 250000 Well, there's many, but she gave 250000 back who to is Mark that? Bernstein. Mark Bernstein, wait a minute. Well, wait, oh, God. God. Jesus Christ, I'm going to let you speak. Just, it's a conversation. It's not a talking point show. <laughs> who? Oh, I got a lot to say. These I things know, could just, take their own show. Take it easy. <laughs> $250,000 from who? Whom? Mark Bernstein. Who's that? You know, the Bernstein family, the attorney, his brother's a Supreme Court justice, Damn you know, Bernstein. Paul Bernstein. Oh, the dude on the University Paul of Michigan Sam. Board of Regents? We are family. Mark, stay the fuck out of it. So Mark gave her the money, but she gave it back to him. The rest wait, of the $3.5 Mark's a good dude. Wait, 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 the Democrat wait, wait, wait. Party. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Mark Bernstein. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me make this point clear. I know him to be an honorable and interesting man. But, bro, come on. Come on. So you, know, so you mean like, me Mark like, Bernstein money don't matter? $250,000 even though he was promoting and pushing her? Say that again. That's a drive. $250,000? Oh. $250,000 for Mark Bernstein to push and promote her, make social media posts, Attend at donor events and all sorts of things. And you mean tell me he ain't, what? <laughs> if I'm campaigning and, and 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 hoeing for you, you better pay me all my money. Fucking right. This is the, wow. This, oh, this like again. So y'all y'all feeling what's going on here? We're, look, you know we're all interested in stuff. I obviously am interested in stuff. Tori obviously is interested in stuff. Miko obviously is interested. In stuff. But we find some common ground. We got some rules, you know, like a tank team and campaign contribution limits and like not firing rubber bullets on motherfuckers that don't deserve it. That's all. That's all. It's pretty simple. Now, if you want to get into insurance premiums and tax rates, that's legit. That's absolutely legit. Right? Mm -hmm. But speaking of insurance premiums, again, folks... We now have a bullshit insurance redo in this state, signed in 2019, bipartisan, that supposedly lowers your auto note. But it really doesn't, because the only thing it lowers is what you have to pay for diminished coverage. It doesn't really lower collision theft of your property. In fact, the latest study just showed that... that it hasn't lowered premiums for many people. That it went up. Uh-huh. Okay. But what did go down is the when we had no fault and if you got catastrophically injured, we the people would take care of you for the rest of your life because we the people are the ones paying for it. Yeah, it was a contract okay. for the rest of your life. So now I pose this to both of you. You two fight this one. 
Whitmer's out there parading around it. We all got $400 checks for every insured car we got. Okay. I mean, I like 400 bucks, but I don't like crippled people mm-hmm. dying in nursing homes that uh, Nessa won't look into. And who's this guy? What's his name? A speaker of the fucking house in Michigan. Jason Wentworth. When it when we said to him, hey, we got 18,000 people we threw on the on the burning pile of leaves he said quote it's time to move on now i did a little bit and i'm gonna let you two do this i did a little looking whitmer is the biggest recipient in 2021 from the nursing home association lobby twenty thousand dollars wentworth was the number two recipient the the, the republican speaker of the house fifteen thousand dollars and one of his biggest contributors to Wentworth, this guy that says it's time to move on, is the insurance lobby. Huh. So, what a bro, shock. Now, now, this is a, you know, former army man, police officer, obviously Nico. You know, a police officer can do a budget, give respect. But, dude, you don't got a friend here with shit talking like that. Tory, am I wrong? Do we need to do we need to take care of our most vulnerable that we promised we would? I mean, if the, if they the state had a contract with these people, these people who have been through absolutely, um, you know, an, a traumatic experience, they need in home care. The stories that we've heard um, are, are really awful, and the state needs to honor that. But through the process of that bill, it's my understanding, Charlie, that Whitmer's treasurer and insurance commissioner or whoever the top insurance person is in the state didn't didn't implement it with grandfathering those people in. Right. So now they're looking for the legislative fix. But this could have been prevented as the bill was being implemented by the Bo- state. by both parties because they're beholden to big interests. Are they not Nico? Well, first of all, in 2019, as a disability, are they not Nico? First of all, in regards to the catastrophic, you didn't hear me. Hold and, on, uh, we we vowed that we will fight. Are they not Nico? Who would uh, accept from the lobbies and such? And God. now it seems they, they're accepting the money. That four hundred dollars ain't doing nothing for me, Charlie. I ain't received no money, and that four hundred dollars I got to put back into uh, my vehicle to fix my ball joint. <laughs> because of the stupid roads. So again, you know, it's a Dude, show me your ball joint. Oh, to, to literally throw to the fire uh, people who have suffered a life changing experience and going to disregard those in the future that could be uh, victims of catastrophic crash. Well, here's the deal. We now notice in America with our pants ar- around our economic ankles. This isn't going to be a thing in the future. Right. Just just like everything else they undid, like our factories overseas. This is not going to be a thing in the future. I'm saying the commitment was made in the past. And I'm speaking for Tori and Miko because, you know, it's a nice place to be where you can just say it. We fucked them. And they don't deserve to be fucked. And we never get to see them. And, you know. The weakest among us, the Lord told us our responsibility was to look after them, as did our greatest philosophers, as did our greatest politicians. You will be judged on how you treat the weak and the children. Come on, man. Okay, so you guys ready? 
we go to Spring Tree Rehabilitation Center in Romulus, Michigan. Huh? Special treat. What'd I say? What'd I say? Spring? Super spring, yeah. Did I say that? Sorry. It's, it's special treat. You'll, it's, I hope I get it right in the fucking video. <laughs> you guys remember Brian Woodward, good yes, friend of the great program. Guy. Great guy. Quadriplegic, car accident, 83, mm -hmm. self-sufficient. And now he's losing his home. He lost his job. He's afraid he's going to lose this nice place. So our good friends at American Coney Island decided to take lunch to everybody just as a gesture. You tell me. You tell me what Coney Island does that. You tell me what Coney Island raises money for the widows and orphans of the badge. For people. And they don't do it for any sort of applause. They just do it because that's what they do over there. Not a good friends of the program. So, again, if you're listening, go to YouTube, Charlie Laduff. You can go on my Facebook page, watch this. We'll post it. But here's the people. Here's the problem. Roll it. How are you? Good Joe Mark Twain wrote that kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And I can confidently add that kindness is also a food which the paralyzed can smell and taste. All right, we're ready to eat. After hearing that an entire community of people who were paralyzed in car accidents may be put out on the curb because auto insurance reform, my friends at American Coney Island decided to feed them lunch a small gesture of kindness and dignity. Special Tree NeuroCare in Romulus, Michigan, specializes in brain and spinal cord rehabilitation. Nearly all the people here were victims of severe car accidents. And this place is a great place, but they're losing the money that they need, and they're cut. the cuts are hurting everybody here. But we need this place, don't we, Jamie? They get her walking, they got the zero machine, the speech. You couldn't ask for a better place. Under Michigan's old insurance law, these people got lifetime health benefits. We promised them whatever they needed. No insurance company ever went broke because it was we the people who paid for it. But all that changed in 2019. Now, benefits are capped at $250,000, and fees that providers like Special Tree can charge have been severely cut by as much as 45%. We got 18,000 people. 18,000 people, 20-some billion dollars in a cat fund that's supposed to be taking care of these people. They make this mistake in this 55% uh, part of the law. People can't be taken care of for 55%. It's put them into horrible, uh, you know, despair and into the hospital. We can't get paid enough to make it go. Everybody's losing money. Nobody's being cared for properly. The money's still in the, in the cat fund, and we can't get anybody to fix the law that they said they admitted that they screwed up. You know, the insurance industry is running the show, and um, the rest of us are, are losing as a result of it. And, you know, we're asking the governor to, to provide some leadership, and she just, you know, she's buying votes with $400 each. That's pretty simple stuff. Are you governor? Are you buying votes for $400 a check? Because you can keep my check and you can look after them. It's that simple.
Were you in a car accident, Peggy? Hit and run. Huh? Hit and run. Hit and run? When? 2003. Broke my back. Knocked me up in the air and left me for dead. And you've been here? For eight years. Good place? Good place. And I love to stay here. These insurance companies have just tried to shift their responsibility over to the Medicaid system. You mean they took the good insurance, said screw it, we'll pocket the money, and Uncle Sam can pay for half the care. There you go. It's a tough world. Let me get you some food. The American Recovery Act, they sent billions to Michigan. GM got a billion to build a battery plant. Well, how much did you get? We've got nothing. Nothing from all that COVID money? None of the COVID money. No grants for PPE. Uh, nothing. HVAC? No. <laughs> nothing. So we, we're assigning billions, removing hundreds of thousands, mm -hmm. and what happens to them? I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. So while the politicians and insurance executives drink premium liquor, toasting their record profits, the unseen residents at Special Tree drink from the cup of bitterness. Rehab facilities like this are closing down, and 50 people here at Special Tree fear they'll be dumped into one of those miserable nursing homes where people die of COVID. Without the COVID, I would have to be in my location that I do not want to be. You would have to go to a shitty nursing home where they could not help you. I don't want to be a nursing home. I want to be on a rehab, like specialty that it would that provide. So this is not a nursing home. This is rehabilitation. In a, yes, sir. In a nursing home, you just sit in a room. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I've been uh, doing this rehabilitation with brain injury and spinal cord injury for 24 years of my career. And I've seen amazing um, recovery and people returning to life. To be able to have that quality of life for these folks to get back to somewhat of a normal life, they won't have those abilities in nursing homes. Our facility was built to deal with people with neurological compromise, challenges as a result from their brain injury. Other facilities don't do that. The money we've invested in training our team, hiring some of the best professionals, therapists, nurses, leaders that understand uh, even Joe, you know, our chairman, my, my dad, has spent decades advocating in this industry, understanding what these individuals, what it takes to recover from this injury. And to think that they're going to go to some Medicaid facility and get even a fraction of the same amount of... Well, this is going to be one of those. Yeah, I mean... It is. Th the reality is... Uh, you can't keep it this nice. Well, I mean, we're going to try, uh, you know. How are you going to do that? You know, you can still love your client, you can still care for your client, and I think that's kind of at the heart of our mission. So you're going to try? Absolutely. You don't know how? As a third generation owner, leader of this business, you know, die fighting anyway. So. What a Generation X, Gen Z, millennial thing we all have to do. Well, I, this is what they handed us. Can you feel this, Brian? No, I can't feel that. How about this? No, I can't feel that. How about this? A little bit. I turn you on. <laughs> if this closes, and they're gonna try not to, you can you go back home? 
I don't know where to go because there's no home care agencies out there to supply people to uh, take care of you. These are like cool people. Yes. Who got, got in an accident. We got lots of cool people here, yeah. Got in an accident. Uh, some of them no fault of their own, you know. Oh, there's a hell of a pun. <laughs> oh, that was. If they don't fix this, are you going out of business or you just can't take care of these people anymore? We are struggling with the future. We don't know. We, don't know. we want to be in business. We're fighting like crazy and we don't know what the future is yet. So the insurance people and the lawyers and the politicians say the problem is you were gouging the system. Were you gouging the system? Let's be honest, there were people in our business that were, and they're the ones that are surviving because it's arbitrary, the 55%. If you bill 55% when you're overbilling, they are now billing what we were billing in 2019. We're the oldest post-acute program in Michigan, 48 years this November. You just can't be around that long and be a thief. Right. You know, I, I left TV news a couple of years ago because I don't like things called in. This is the stand-up, but here's the point. Since he can't stand up, we have the money to take care of the people that we promised we would. This isn't any kind of place that I want to live. Not here, but this society. Please, in Lansing, in your office buildings, your actuarials, your insurance people, do the right thing and the thing we all promised, Brian, that we would do from a very nice place in Wayne County. Charlie and Brian having lunch. It was great. It was. Tony dogs were great. My man. Thank you. <laughs> American Coney Island is the best. Awesome piece, Charlie. I'm crying right now, bro. Thank you. I don't think you can watch that, Charlie, and not and not ask these guys to to get a compromise and to help these people. It seems so obvious. <laughs> I don't know. Really? As a disability advocate, that breaks my heart. And it literally is a disgrace. And it makes you angry at some of these cheating uh, politicians, and lawyers and the insurance agencies and such that just rip off and leave good people in that rehab like discarded trash. I will never, ever respect those uh, individuals. And if I ever find them where I come from, from the north end of Detroit, we handle them. It'd be nice if uh, Jason uh, Wentworth saw that since he's ready to move on. Yeah. Well, you know. I uh, fuck around with the the, the media. I'm, I'm only playing, guys. It's just showtime, you know. But if you want, if you want, they're open. I see Konstantinov yeah. in the news. Yeah, you know, Red Wing great wins the Stanley Cup, gets in a limo accident, did all the right things. He's in a limo, gets in an accident. 
Go to his house. I'm willing to pay. I mean, I thought we were paying. I, I, I hope you all know that it's nonpartisan. I, I, really, I really appreciate Miko and Tori being here. Just, just to show that, that, that we all see it. It's an election season. Start, start talking to us. Do your job. Take care of those people. You know, the promise. They paid. Right? Mm-hmm. What a great organization that rehab center is. Yeah. And you see how happy people are when they get a little human interaction and respect and a nice... In an American Coney Island Coney dog. A nice thing to eat. All right. Hey, listen, uh, thank you all for being here. Tori, Miko, thank you. Thank you Thanks, for- Charlie. God thank bless you, the Charlie. United States. Prosperity to your children. And Ukraine, keep fighting. Come out. Meet you in Corktown, girl. <laughs> <laughs>